Uh, I'm going to Brother Charles Bailey. Will you open this up in prayer, please? Amen. All right, great. So take your Bibles and turn to Judges chapter 5. Judges chapter 5. Judges, the book of Judges chapter 5. The book of Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 18. So we have Judges, chapter 5, Revelation, chapter 18, Revelation, chapter 18. Eighteen and Psalm, Psalm chapter sixty-six. So we have Revelation, excuse me, we have Judges chapter five, Psalm sixty-six. Get my hands in the Bible. Psalm sixty-six and Revelation eighteen. We're going to start in Judges chapter 5. I'm going to give you a second. We got, we got some time. I want everybody to find it. It's important that we get it. It's not important that we rush through it, okay? Those of you that are needing to find a book in the Bible, if you look in the very front of your Bible, you have a section called Table of Contents. It is okay to use that in church, okay? No one will look down on you because you are going to the Table of Contents. Not everyone knows where every... Do what now? Yeah, we'll we'll take care of them. If somebody, we'll take them out back. That's why we got a little par- spot cleared in the back parking lot. That's just for discipline for adults. Okay, so <laughs> anybody give you any grief? Let me know. We have a punishment part um, committee. All right. <laughs> can you see that being the next committee? <laughs> I, I can see everyone volunteering for that. I want to be a part of the punishment committee. Okay, so. Starting in Judges chapter 5, we're going to start in the first verse. Now, I'm going to have to kind of give you a little precursor here or or a little let you know what's going on. This is a song. This is a song that uh, Deborah and Barak sang after their victories, okay, after their victories in chapter 4. And their victories were were grand. These were grand victories that, that they experienced in the book of Judges. And after they were victorious, 
they, they, they sang a song, okay? They, they composed a song and they sang it. Now, remember, remember, now we're talking about fighting a winning battle. And in that winning battle, something that we often omit is praise. We omit praise in our winning battle. We, 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 you know, we go from battle to battle to battle to battle, but we forget to praise during and before and after the battles, don't we? Sometimes you just got so much going on, you know, and you, you, you might throw out a praise God. But in this situation, I want you to understand what Deborah and Barak did. I mean, they pinned a song. OK, they 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 sat down with the complete intention of giving God praise for what happened. OK, so let's look at the first verse. Then Deborah and Barak, the son of Benoim, Abinoam, sang on that day, saying that the elders of led in Israel, that the people volunteered, bless the Lord. Hear, O kings, give ear, O rulers. I, to the Lord, I will sing. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. So let's stop. What they are doing, and let me tell you something. When, when your praise, what, when, if you had to define praise, what would it be? What would it be? Thank, thanks to God. Um, let's think about this. Giving honor to God. Giving honor to God as well. Thanks is what thanks is good. Thanksgiving and praise, they all go together, okay? Giving honor to God, because if you read these verses here, they are taking, they are, are about to recount what happened to them. They're gonna recount, they're gonna revisit in their song, they're singing a song about what God has done for them. Okay? That's what they're doing. They're singing a song about what God has done for them. You know, we often sing in Christ alone, right? We think about the words in that song. What does it consist of? What does it consist of? In Christ alone, my hope is found, okay? He is my light, my strength, and my what? Song, okay? And when you think about this, you think about, we, we, we sing about what God has done or is doing. And in here, what they are doing, what Deborah and Barak are doing, they are they're singing an account to God. God knows fully what he did, but God loves hearing what he did from his children in victory. He loves it. He enjoys it. He he seeks out. He, he, he longs to hear that. He, he knows what he did. He knew he was victorious when when the children crossed the Red Sea. OK, what happened? What happened to them? What did they do? Did, did Moses not sing a song? Moses himself did a song himself. Why? Why did he do that? To honor God, to praise God, to thank God, to do all of these things. And this is the same thing. And this is something that you can find sometimes because what happens is our burdens weigh us down so much and they get so heavy on us. And we're, we're praising God for the relief. We're praising him for the relief. Whew, thank you for getting that off of me. We're praising for the burden. And what did you say, Miss Anna? He wants to be acknowledged. Very good. And like you say, you praise him for, we always praise him, but that, that burden, that heaviness that we went through, you know, keep in mind, this deliverance that Deborah brought them through, it was needed because what happened? 
They were heavily burdened. They were, they were oppressed, okay? And they were oppressed because of their own doing. This wasn't something that, that you know, someone just came in and started to, decided to start picking on Israel. Israel had sinned, right? And when they sinned, God said, okay, I got to get your attention again. And then what does he do? He sends in these uh, foreign, co- these foreigners, these, these, um, these Gentiles, these non-Israelites to what? To subdue them and to correct them. I mean, this is a form of correction. And once again, like I told you last time, we're always praising God for the healing of cancer and the healing of back pain. We're never praising God for the correction, for the correction that happens in our life. Remember what I said? Police officer pulls you over and you've been going 80 and he stops you and gives you a ticket. That is a praise to God. In all things, give thanks to God. And that is a praise to God. We want to, you know, we want to praise God for the bank account being full. You know, praise the God, praise God for an empty bank account because you ain't got the headache of all that money. Okay, I mean, you know, think about it. Think about it. Three million dollars in your in your bank account. How many people do you think are going to be your cousins all of a sudden? Huh? There's going to be a whole bunch of them. Everybody's going to have an invention. Everybody's going to have something they want you to finance. Everybody's going to have something for you. Praise God for no matter what your condition is. And even when you come out of that condition like they did here in Judges, they came out of this condition. God delivered them. Now, keep in mind, he sent a judge. He sent a judge not to just go in and wave his, wave his or her hand to just, you know, I release thee. That's not how it happened. They're singing about, hey, guess what? People, look at verse 2. Look at verse 2. That the leaders led in Israel, that the people volunteered, bless the Lord. She's singing a song of praise because guess what? The people stepped up and had a, not that they, they were the cause of their freedom, but God made them put some skin in the game. You see what I'm saying? You ain't going, this ain't going to be, you know, you get what you want. And I mean, you, you're in trouble and somebody comes in and goes, you know, I knight thee and I dub thee, be thou gone and all that other stuff. No, you're going to pick up a stick. You're going to pick up a, a, an ox. What is it? An ox knot? What does Shamgar use? What is it called? He used an, um, hold on. no, he used a, a, a Shamgar. He used, a, he used an ox That's what he used. And he, 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 and he slayed 600 people with it. But what he did People had to get to work. They had to get to work. They couldn't lay there in their laziness and, and want to be delivered. Guess what God had to do? I'm going to pick up. I'm going to pick up something and I'm going to help. I'm going to get I'm going to be part of the solution and stop being. I was part of the problem. I'm going to be part of the solution. And he got out there and he and, and they did what they were supposed to do. Now, get this. Get this. Um, when it happened, for instance, um, Ox goad, not an ox nard, ox goad. That's what it is. That's in, that's in Judges chapter 3, verse 31. An ox goad. But anyway, he, so people got active, and they started doing, and they volunteered, and they stepped up to fight for their freedom. Okay? Now, keep in mind, the hand of the Lord was with them, and they wouldn't have been victorious without the Lord. It wasn't that they just decided to say, I'm tired of you impressing me. No, God heard them. 
and said, here's a deliverer. The deliverer, the purpose of the deliverer is to deliver, but he's going to teach you how to get delivered. And that's what they did, or she did. So all of this happened. And now she's written this song because they were victorious. Now they've written this song, and they're praising God for the victory. See, you have to even see the victory through the bloodshed. You have to see the victory through the pain. Everything is not going to be rosy in your victory, okay? It's like, it's like going in for surgery. Y'all forgive me if I sit down for a second. It's like going in for surgery, okay? You know, even though they're making these small microscopic, not microscopic, but these little small incisions, you know what I mean? And they're going in and they're sucking out all this stuff. There's still going to be some pain in that healing, isn't it? You know, you still got to lay on the table, don't you? You still got to get knocked out, don't you? Everybody's going to see your hello and everything else, aren't they? There's going to be something going on there, right? Okay, so we got to keep that in mind. You know, how many of you ever come out of surgery and thought about that? It's like, man, what happened, right? I know it. I do. I try not to think about it, but it happens, and it's like, man, where did that, you know, how did that happen, you know? You know, why were they there when the surgery was over here? What was going on? But anyway, but you go through stuff, right? And that's part of You're going to be okay, Miss Beth? Okay, good. <laughs> you got to understand. And this is part of it. And even when you come out, you know, when you come out of it, uh, years ago, John Wayne made a movie. He made more than one, of course. But he made one. It's called The Horse, Sold- Ho- Horse Soldiers. Okay. And in the horse soldiers, you know, these guys, these were soldiers that were trying to get to, um, they were actually heading to Louisiana. And, um, you know, they experienced battles and battles and battles and battles. And then one of the battles, one of the men got injured and the uh, doctor had treated his leg. And then it comes to find out part of the healing process was that the wound was going to itch. But he had to leave the medicine on there and he had to endure the itching. Well, the guy took the medicine off and said, Doc, I had to take it off. It was itching worse than everything. And then guess what ended up happening? He hap- they amputated his leg because he didn't want to endure the itching. He ended up getting his leg amputated, and then he still ended up dying, okay, because he didn't go through that healing process, even though it may have been painful, okay? And that's what we, and so what should have been happening is praise God for the itching. Praise God for the pain. I know you're like, you're, you're saying I should, I should want to go through pain? I'm not saying you should want to, but if you're going through it for a reason, praise God for it. It is scriptural. Thank you, Heather. Go ahead. That would be, stead- that steadfastness can also represent patience, uh, endurance. All of those things. That's another song right there. And, and then keep in mind, consider it all joy. That means in your joy, you're praising God for where you are right now. What you're going, the headache, whatever it might be, you got to praise him for it. Now, because it, the one thing it's doing is drawing you nearer to him because you're wanting, you're going to spend some time with him if you want some relief, aren't you? Okay. How do you spell relief? Remember that commercial? Yeah, G-O-D, okay. 
in prayer. <laughs> Miss, Miss, Miss Linda spelled prayer. Okay, yeah, and all of those things, J-E-S-U-S, you can keep going. That's how we spell relief, don't we? As, as believers, we spell it like that. And, and, and even through that, that praise has got to be in the middle. You've got to let people know that you are on the winning team no matter what you look like, no matter what you're going through. You've got to let them know. And right here in verses 2 and 3, so we hear that in verse 2, they volunteer. Now look at verse 3. Hear, O kings, give ear, O rulers. I, to the Lord, I will sing. I will sing praise to the Lord, the God of Israel. Now they were intentional in saying this praise is directed to God. But they not only did that, they directed the praise to God and they made the praise clear to man that it was God that did it. That's where we can't miss the boat there. OK, we, we lift our hands. We cry, holy, holy, holy. We do all of these things. But is it clear to man that we're praising God? You see, Deborah made it clear to man here, O kings. Listen, O rulers, get it real clear in your head right now. I'm going to praise God because of what happened and some bloody stuff. There's some bloody stuff in this song because you got to remember now. One got killed with his head hammered to the ground with a spike. Did right through the temple, right? Yet that was that was murder, plain and simple. But guess what happened? It was still used to glorify God. I hate to say it. You, you understand what I'm saying? Go, go to verse 24. In, in, in chapter 5, go to verse 24. Most, most blessed of women is Jael, the wife of Eber, the Kenite. Most blessed is she of women in the tent. For he asked for water and she gave him milk. In a magnificent bowl, she brought him curds. She reached out her hand for the tent peg and her right hand for the workman's hammer. Then she struck Sisera. She smashed his head and she shattered and pierced his temple. Between her feet, he bowed, he fell, he lay. Between her feet, he bowed, he fell. Where he bowed, he, there he fell dead. They're singing a song of praise for her taking him out. Doesn't that, you know, I know the world would look at you and go, man, what, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all crazy. Y'all bloodthirsty. No, we're not. We're praising God because it's victory. I tell you what I need you to do. Go back to go back to chapter five. Look at chapter five and look at verse 11. And this is going to take us to Revelation. At the sound of those who divide flocks. No, excuse me. Go back to verse 10. You who ride on white donkeys. You who sit on rich carpets and you who travel on the road sing at the sound of those who divide flocks among the watering places. They shall they shall there they shall recount the righteous deeds of the Lord. The righteous deeds for his peasantry in Israel. Then the people of the Lord went down to the gate. Now, here's what's happening. You got to remember these the white donkeys, this this obscure animal would have been something treasured by, by the rich or whatever, okay? Now, here's what you have to understand. She's saying, everybody, pay attention. Everybody, pay attention. 
of the righteous deeds of the Lord and his righteousness in his righteousness. He has to exact judgment. Go to Revelation chapter 18. You should have it already marked. Go to Revelation chapter 18. Go to verse 21. Then a strong angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, So will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence and will not be found any longer. And they, the sound of harpists and mus musicians and flute players and trumpeters will not be heard in you any longer. And no craftsman of any craft will be found in you any longer. And the sound of the mill will not be heard in you any longer. And the light of the lamp will not shine in you any longer. And the voice of the bridegroom and bride will not be heard any longer. Now, this is not Jesus and, and, and the church. Because notice it's a small b. It's a small b. He's just talking about weddings, marriage, and as a, as a whole. Will not be heard in you any longer. For your merchants were the, were the great men of the earth, because of all the nations, were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all who had been slain on the earth. Now look at verse, the chapter 19, verse 1. After these things, I heard something like a loud voice a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. Look at verse two, because his judgments are true and righteous. He has judged the great harlot who was corrupting the earth with her immorality. Praise God for the destruction. Here, listen to me carefully, y'all. Here we are praising God for the destruction of corruption. We should praise God for the destruction of the corruption that is going on. We all get frustrated because of the wicked things we see all the time. I'm not judging anyone. We're living in days of grace. This is why we got to tell people about Jesus. But what they need to know also is that there's going to be destruction that you're going to see children run. They're hunting for stuff. There's going to be destruction for those who are not righteous. God's righteousness demands destruction of unrighteousness. Okay? And I know it may sound morbid, it may sound crazy, but we should praise God because of his righteousness that's going to destroy it. Amen. Praise God because of his righteousness. Jesus came and died for our sin. He destroyed sin. Now, is it still existing? We still live in that, we don't live in that sin nature anymore because the debt has been paid. OK. But we live in a sin filled world and that is what we are experiencing. That's what. We, but I know you're sitting here thinking, well, everything's going to be destroyed. Praise God. Exactly. How? Well, and let me tell you what I let me tell you what I told everyone a few weeks ago. God can't bless America in our unrighteousness. So it is not fair to ask God to bless us with what we're doing right now. You hear what I'm saying? This is not unpatriotic. Nobody's saying rip the flag down and all this other stuff. But our behavior, we can't ask for a blessing with our behavior the way it is. You see what I'm saying? You, you want God to bless you in your current state.
But here's the key to the, all of that. And uh, to kind of go on what Jason's talking about, y'all. First off, you have to understand, the United States is not mentioned anywhere in here. It is not. It, it, I, I, as much as I love our country, but I love our God more. I'm thankful to be here. But I'm going to tell you right now, if I, was living in, if I was living in Kuwait right now, guess what? I'd still have to be equally as thankful. Because guess what? He has me here and alive for a purpose. Just because a thing has been created doesn't mean that God has always honored that. You see what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is we all do things, we all say things, we all get involved in things that God may not necessarily have wanted to happen. Just because it's an emotional situation or whatever, it doesn't mean that God has honored that because you're emotional about it, okay? For instance, you can marry the wrong person. I know I didn't, but you can marry the wrong person. And, and God not in it. God's not in it. You know what I mean? All right? You can take the wrong job and think, man, it just feels right. Well, wait a minute. Just because it feels right, is it God in it? We've got to be mindful of those things. So when we say something about, when we say, we, I know we feel patriotic when we say, God bless America. I get that. My home sweet home. I get that. But what are you asking him to bless? What are you asking him to bless? The rejection of his name? The removal of any presence of him? Is that what you're asking? He can't bless that. He can't bless that. Now, do we, what do we do? Well, what we do as a believer, what we do as a believer in Christ, is we stand for Christ. And guide her. Well, actually, even better than that, Ernie, lead us better than where we were. What needs to happen? And we're not, let's not make this a political thing here. Let's understand. The wrath is coming not just on this country. It's coming on the world. Okay? So it's not one country. Let me tell you something. There's other countries that are flawed, too. There's other countries. We got countries on the northern border. We got countries on the southern border that are doing the same thing we're doing. So let's not, let's not get it focused just on America. Let's look at this world that, that is turning away from him. Let's look at this world that is rejecting him. So let's not focus and, and, and say, oh, well, America is the problem. No, the problem is a sinful man is the problem. Hmm? Huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bless you. You're the problem. 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 And why are you the problem? Yes, Chris is the problem. He just came in. He's, he's the problem. He just walked in. Why? You see, in God, God is not going to care if you live in America, if you live in Ecuador, if you live in Guatemala, if you live in Chile, if you live in Venezuela. No matter where you live, if unrighteousness is abundant in your area, guess what he's going to do? He's going to obliterate it. So no one should ask for a blessing in their state where they are right now. You see what I'm saying? And 
unjust. Exactly. Amen. Matthew chapter 5. It rains on the just and the unjust. Let's get that. Okay? And what God is saying here in his word in Revelation chapter 19 is that Babylon as it is, it will not exist anymore. He's going to wipe out the type of tyranny over man that is sin. He's going to wipe it out. And then when he says that, then the people in, 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 the, the, in chapter 19, they say hallelujah, because his judgments are true and righteous, for he has judged the great harlot who was corrupting. He's got to go in and eliminate the corruption and praise God. For, but it's going to hurt because look what we read in chapter 18, verse 21. There's not going to be any more of this. Uh, your, your, your corporations and all that stuff, he's going to buy. Buy. Yeah, I, I know we have our favorite places to shop and eat and all that other stuff, but guess what he's going to say? Buy. The filthy system that we have set up right here, right now, will not be in existence. And it's not just an American thing. It's a world thing. It is a sin because guess what? Satan is not in that Bible. It doesn't say Satan is the ruler of America. It says the ruler of this world. OK, so let's get that straight. So even in this time, we know it's hard right now. It's not as hard as it is for those who are living in Uganda trying to be a Christian. It's not as hard for those of us living in uh, th those who are, are believers that are suffering in, in some of your Eastern European countries, even your Western European countries. There's persecution that's even going on in certain areas of Canada right now. Get that, okay? There's preachers right here in the United States in certain northeastern states that cannot preach against homosexuality because they will be persecuted and they will be penalized if they do. So get it. It's all over. And God is going to come in and righteously judge it, okay? Any questions about that? I hope that didn't offend anyone. I would just want to make it clear that God is coming after the corruption. And he's going to judge it. And we see it every day. And you know what, y'all? We can't stop the corruption. We can't vote in the uh, a non-corrupt person. We will never find a person that is going to be completely non-corrupt or put in office. Okay? We, we can't do that. But what we do is we live a holy life before a holy God. And we go to, our, this wasn't in your Bible, this wasn't in the thing. Go to Jude, right before. Go to Jude. There's only one chapter. So if you go to chapter 2, you're wrong. <laughs> go to Jude and go to verse 21. No, excuse me, go to verse 20. But you, beloved, Jude, verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God. Guess what that means? Don't condemn any man. Don't condemn any country. Don't condemn anyone. You are in the days of grace right now, and our attitude is should not be condemning. Yes, we should praise God for what is going to happen, but right now we should be praising God that we have the opportunity to reach those who are lost. Now look at this. It says, keep yourselves in the love of God, 
waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. Notice what he says, waiting anxiously for the mercy. In other words, when he comes and gets us out of this corrupt world, that's God's mercy on us, y'all. That's him sparing us those seven years of tribulation, okay? And you got to keep in mind, three and a half of those seven years, they're going to look like they're okay, okay? And they're going to think that they're okay. And in those last three and a half years, it's going to be hell on earth. Now, keep in mind, his mercy is going to come and snatch us up out of here before that for those who know Jesus. Now, look at this next verse. And have mercy on some who are doubting. Look what it says. It didn't say have judgment on some. It didn't say condemn America. It says have mercy on America right now. If you want to sing a song, you know, God have mercy on America. Okay? That's, a, that's, that's the song we need to sing. Have mercy on us who are doubting. Because right now we got a whole world full of people that are on the, on, on the fence. Rocking like this, tilting back and forth, trying to figure out what is going on. And we don't have enough God-fearing believers out there telling them, look, guys, this is, this is the time right now. You need God's mercy. You don't need, you don't need another type of phone to help you get on another type of app. You don't need, I, I know John, I got John's attention. What are you waiting? You want to get rid of phones, Brother David? He's going to go home and tell Lydia we need to move our letter. Brother David wants to get rid of phones. You don't need, we don't need another, you know, I saw in the news the other day, there was an app to help you find someone to cut your grass. Hey, how about this? Home Depot still sells lawnmowers. Go buy one and cut it yourself. <laughs> but you get it? So look what he says. Look what it says in Jude here. And have mercy on some who are doubting. Then look what it says in verse 23, save others, snatching them out of the fire. And on some have mercy with fear. Why does he say with fear? Because you need to know that you had mercy and you need to be humble and you need to be not condemning. You need to understand that the world the way it is, is going to be destroyed. God's righteousness cannot be changed. He will not change it. He's not going to change. He's going to destroy it. So we need to have mercy and say, God, I don't want to see this happen to you. Snatching them. Look what it says. <laughs> Snatching them out of the fire. And on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. Jude is saying that God is coming to do away with this flesh as we know it. And no amount of technology, no amount of experience, no amount of degrees, no amount of national championships, none of that is going to buy you another week anywhere. You hear that? The newest and greatest is not going to save this, but we, we have a society that's blinded by that, y'all, don't we? We think we can have the newest and the greatest and the best and we're all okay. The Internet is working. The Wi-Fi is strong. You know, we've gone from, hey, where 10 megabytes per second used to be the thing about five and a half years ago. Then it jumped up to 50. And then, you know, it's like, ooh, there's, no, excuse me, 25. Then it went to 50. Then it went to 100. Now it's 200. 
and it's still not fast enough for you. The microwave is too slow. Well, I got a microwave at the house. Bonnie will tell you right now, it's got to warm up before it starts cooking. <laughs> we got to add an extra 15 seconds and whatever we put in there so it'll get hot and then it'll start microwaving. Crazy. I turn the oven on and get it hotter faster. And then we're numb to the fact that microwa- microwaves make everything taste like rotten gummy bears. Ain't ever nothing produced good out of microwave. Microwave popcorn, it smells great. It doesn't. It smells like barf in a bag and you're eating it. I can cook some popcorn in a pot, man, woo with some fresh butter and grease, all loaded down with cholesterol and everything, and it's good. <laughs> and we're going to close on this. Go to Psalm 66. And whether you forgot or not, tonight's message is about praising God through <laughs> in your winning battle. So we're praising God for the corruption. We, we saw that in Revelation chapter 19. Y'all know me by now. Look at Psalm chapter 66. And go to the very first verse. And this, this psalm, you should have a heading in your Bible. You may not. It says, praise for God. God's mighty deeds and for his answer to prayer. Look at verse 1. Shout shout joyfully to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Because of the greatness of your power, your enemies will, will give feigned obedience to you. Look at this. Look at what that said. Once again, we're going on the field already claiming victory because we already got it. You're going to bow down to me. What did David tell Goliath? Who is this uncircumcised? What did he tell Israel? Hey, who is this? Didn't even care about this. And he says, I will take. He told Goliath. Now, can you imagine, you know, David walking up and sticking his finger in the folds of Goliath's neck and saying, listen, what I'm going to do to you. Okay. He was. None of that. Yeah. And he knew what he, 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 David knew he was going to be able to write a song when he got done with Goliath. He he might as well have said, you're going to make a real good song, buddy, when when you hit the ground. (laughs) You know, you go, when your head hits, I mean, when I, when I chop it off, that's going to be the first note right there. Swoosh. Exactly. Exactly. He said, both of you are right. I fought the lion. I've slayed the lion and I slayed the bear. Not not a fight. I've slayed them. Yeah, wasn't no fight. Yeah, I slayed them. I I slayed the lion. I slayed the bear. I'm going to slay you. In other words, you ain't going to even touch me. You know, it ain't going to be one of those things where like, okay, bob and weave, bob and weave. No, it ain't. Rock number one is going to hit you right between the eyes. Yeah, the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, and I got I got a rock for the rest of your kin folks too. You, you want to go home and tell them that first before I hit you in the head, but they don't find out anyway. But you know that's what happened. So in that praise, 
if you are born again child of the king, you got nothing but praise to do. That's all that you can do is praise God. That's it. For what he has done, God wants to hear what he's done for you. Okay? You didn't drown Sunday. (laughs) You came back up out of the water. Okay? Praise God. She might have some, because I scooped up a whole mess of it and dumped it on there. I had to get, you know, you had to get it in there. But no, just but you have nothing but praise for what he's done. For your victory that you come from out of these things, when you come out of these things, because it's coming, you're not gonna lose. You're not gonna lose. As much as it hurts and as painful as it is that you're going through something, your neck hurts, your back hurts. You know, look, my arm is hurting right now. I, you know, something. I'm probably going to end up going under the knife. We'll see what the doctor says Monday. But you know what? Guess what? Okay. And then, uh, I, look, and here's the good news. You remember my fear of falling out of an airplane? You know, and I told y'all I would choke myself to death before I hit the ground. Remember that? Well, I found out some good news. If the airplane explodes when I'm up that high, the decompression of all that air will suck all the air out of my lungs and I'll pass out anyway. So (laughs) praise God. I'll never know it. So I don't have to choke myself. I mean, I'm sitting there going, well, good. I was so happy to hear that bit of news. And then I heard another bit of news. It's so cold up there that I'm going to be a popsicle anyway. So it, when I hit the ground, it's going to be a rock. Bam! And I'll be, I'll be smiling. I'm like, oh, I'm dead now. I won't even know. It, it won't matter, will it? He's, you know, boom. You know, huh? Hey, I know it. You know, I might be up there going, wow, man, he's going pretty fast. <laughs> so look. <laughs> Bill still got to ordain you, man. Watch. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> look at this. And we're closing on this. Say to God, how awesome are your works. This is verse 3 in chapter 66. Because of your greatness, because of the greatness of your power, your enemies will give feigned obedience to you all the let's go to verse four all the earth listen to this all the earth it doesn't just say them old bad folks over there in the united states that are singing god bless america no it says all the earth will worship you and will sing praises to you they will sing praises to your name selah got it in your winning battle praise i mean can you imagine me trying to choke myself on the way down what if I got nervous? Oh, man, I can't do this. Come on. Praise God. Praise God. He's got it handled. Hopefully I haven't completely confused you. <laughs> Welcome to your first Wednesday night. <laughs> Preach everything. <laughs> no, I'll get you next week. Anyway, <laughs> any questions? Everybody good. Everybody good. Miss Linda Stearns, will you dismiss us in prayer, please?